Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Settle on our poll question. Derek Jeter 30 for 30 is coming out. I don't know what the uh, target date is on that. Seen the uh, promos for it. I don't know if it comes out next week. Yes, Todd? Yeah, I think next week. I thought I saw Monday the 18th. Monday the 18th for Jeets. I don't know if we're going to get much out of that. Um, Having covered him, interviewed him, I always thought that he he was very nice in not saying anything. And if, as far as this documentary, I know we played a role in it because of the interview I did with uh, A-Rod back in 2000, I think, when uh, he talked about, first thing I said to him when he called in, I said, did you hear about Jeter's contract? And he goes, no. And I told him how much he was making. And then he was critical of uh, Jeter. And then uh, Esquire magazine Scott Rabb did a uh, profile on A-Rod, and A-Rod went even further criticizing Derek Jeter. There's also the story that we wanted to be true, but apparently it's not. So uh, 2011, the New York Post had an article, and uh, it reads, the, uh, Yankees cap- uh, the Yankees captain's wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, kiss-offs came to light when he mistakenly 
pulled the stunt twice on the same woman, he had been giving out gift baskets. So uh, the headline is, Jeter gives autograph swag to one-night stands. Well, got my attention. Uh, so he uh, forgot that she had been an earlier conquest, a pal told the New York Post. Derek has girls stay with him as, at his apartment in New York. Then he gives them a car to take them home the next day. Very thoughtful. Waiting in the car is a gift basket containing signed Derek Jeter memorabilia, usually a baseball, a friend dished. This summer, he ended up hooking up with a girl that he had hooked up with once before, but Jeter seemed to have forgotten about the first time and gave her the same identical parting gift, a gift basket with a signed Derek Jeter baseball, the pal said. Basically, gave her the same gift basket twice because he had forgotten hooking up with her in the first time. Um, Jeter said that that's, it's just not true. Uh, let me give you the exact quote. But he, he did wait 11 years. <laughs> so nearly a decade since he retired, he is now saying that the one-night stands with the gift basket are not true. So he said... I read the article, yeah, of course, Jeter said in The Captain, a docuseries appearing on ESPN later this month. You know, you see it, and then it's like, how the bleep did people come up with this? You know, basically, basically that's it. And who would believe that bleep? And you believed it, exclamation point. Well, of course we would. Why? They... There was a friend who, or a pal who dished on this. I mean, there's sources here. It's the New York Post. Of course I'm going to believe this. You crazy? Yeah, see. I like that this is the, uh, you know, like in the last dance, Michael Jordan will finally address the flu game. This is basically the flu game story. Like, did you have your oh. gift baskets? What a bombshell. There's no reason to watch now. Yeah. I know how it ends. This would be the thing that would be at the very end of a D uh, Derek Jeter docuseries. And finally, Jeets, the gift basket. When we return, <laughs> I can see him get all animated, you know, like he's has to appreciate that this is all like his lore is that strong or the legend <laughs> of Derek Jeter is that strong that people actually believe the gift basket thing. He has to be like supremely flattered by that. Is Zach Wilson extremely flattered by the story on him? He's not like, embarrassed. Like we want that story to be true about him hooking up with his mom's good friend. Yeah, he's not embarrassed by that at all. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Paul. I, I don't know if that original story is a negative story about Cheater. You know, it's funny, it's quirky, it's like, ooh, weird. But, like, if you, I don't think everyone thought badly of him from that. If anything, he's making it worse. Like, oh, so wait, so you didn't get them a car in a gift basket? You just, what, tossed all these ladies out? Yeah, you still Derek, hooked up That's not them. cool. What's wrong with you, dude? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all the you know he's he's married now. But if he was still single, they would get the entire five part series of yes. the Captain, yeah, DVD Absolutely. box set, yeah, which would be a lovely gift. You imagine if uh, you know Ken Burns was single and he'd be handing out his documentaries to people. Uh, would you like the Civil War? Would you like Major League Baseball? How about country music? And that guy ran through some women. Yeah, Ken Burns. Only, Ken yeah. Burns. Oof. It was only Ken Burns could. You imagine. <laughs> He's the DiCaprio of the documentary filmmakers. Well, you know, but Jeter, you could give out, you know, nice 
gifts. I think the autograph baseball, maybe what like that, that would, that took people over the, maybe the, over the edge with this. Like, wow, you got an autograph. Baseball. How that, much better can this night get? I know somebody's got an autograph baseball out there and they didn't get it from spring training on the field. They might've got it from spring training, but not on the field. Some bath bombs. They smell like pine tar. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. The gift basket legacy. Now it's over. No reason to tune in. Damn yes. it, I refuse to. Yes, Todd. It is weird that they had the PA announcer. He wanted Jeter to set it up where he goes into the bedroom. They go, now entering the bedroom, Derek Jeter, number two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you need that. Okay. No, we didn't need it. I don't know if that was appropriate for the young lady friend that he needs to be introduced going into the bedroom. That didn't happen. I think I liked you yesterday okay. when you were under the weather and you didn't say anything. The shortstop, number two, <laughs> Derek Jeter, number two. Now batting. <laughs> now entering the room. He's a now real batsman. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. The walk-up song. Johansson. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, what do you want your walk-up song to be when you come to my, uh, my apartment? Play music there. <laughs> No pepper. Like there'll be a sign that like there's no pepper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's sunflower seeds and bubble gum. Yeah. You got to rub some pine tar. Yes, Paul. If you go back to the original New York Post story, you know the reporter didn't call anybody to verify the story because you don't want it to be debunked. You want to get that thing in the post the next day. Well, who are you going to call? Like we call Jeter for comments? You could call Jeter's agent and get a denial. That's like standard journalism practice. But, I mean, the Post doesn't do that. They, <laughs> I don't care. I love that they just like, let's slap this thing yeah, in the Post. Yeah. Last thing you want is the story to be false. You're like, uh, I got, hey, uh, somebody told a source close to a source who may not, may have known a source who overheard this at a bar said that Jeter, uh, he, uh, he handed out a gift basket. Journalist Flo Anthony, who claims to have spoken to a source with knowledge from someone close to Wood, says Tiger is struggling. <laughs> That's probably what it sounded like. That's probably uh, you know the uh, the pathway to getting that information there, a gift basket. But uh, I don't know what else is in there. Um, you know, maybe growing up in a uh, uh, biracial uh, marriage in Michigan, maybe that's part of this or. We, whatever happened when he was growing up, but he he kind of start to finish did pretty well. You know, there were uh, no major injuries. I don't think uh, no arrests, no controversy. Uh, you know, even with the steroids, I don't even know if he commented on his teammates using steroids. He just seemed, and they did a great job at protecting him. Having seen that firsthand, like it was rare if you got Jeter one-on-one to do something. You know, he was very protective of his image, and he has that right to do that. Um, I just, I watched him play, and I've said this before, the final season that he's playing, I took my entire family to a Yankee game because I wanted them to see Derek Jeter. I wanted them to be able to say, we went and saw him. Now, he didn't do anything other, you know, he probably had a couple of base hits, and, you know, that's about it. Uh, but I wanted them to see a pro baseball player, like a true pro baseball player. So I, I do have great admiration for him as a baseball player. The other stuff, you know, there are guys who give you stuff and some guys who don't. Uh, Brady famously gave us nothing in New England. Tiger famously 
has given us nothing, really. Um, although Tiger did talk about the Live Tour. We'll have some of those comments for you. Yeah, Paulie. I'll tell you one way to get me to watch the Jeter documentary. You know the show The Bachelor, and at the last episode, or after the last episode, they have the, the Bachelorettes Tell All, the Women Tell All. Mm. You get all his former dates, uh, all his former girlfriends together and do a tell-all. I'm tuning into that. Well, they're not going to because a lot of famous women. Uh, like there were two women I was told about probably in the last two years. I'm like, really? Like you're just going, you know, they, did you ever see the um, the infield and the outfield? And they had the women at different positions there. So you had an entire starting lineup there where you go, oh, oh. And then I was told that uh, he had a couple in the on-deck circle who could have easily gone into the starting lineup there. So, uh but Jeets is happily married. I think he's got a, a child, too. And he's doing Subway commercials now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so he's handing out Subway gift cards probably now. Oh, no, he's married. That's right. Italian BMT. I, I would love, I would love to have seen one of those gift baskets. Just what could have been in one of those gift baskets. Like, I still believe it. <laughs> you want to believe it. I do. I do. Because you probably have, you know, some, a driver, and, and you'll say, uh, hey, Charlie, make sure you, uh, you get her a gift basket. Okay, okay, Captain, will do. And take her home, and all of a sudden, and Derek would like, like you to have this. I wonder if A-Rod then decided that he wanted to do a gift basket because Jeter did that. My gift basket's going to be bigger than Derek's. Just <laughs> full of steroids and PDs. <laughs> Wow. Dang. Dynaball and GNC coupons. <laughs> the cover. The GNC coupons for the cover. Hey, watch the needle. Yeah. Be careful of that needle. Ow! Yeah. Ah. Street value of the basket's like three grand. <laughs> yeah. We got Balco coupons in there. Yeah. Who was the guy who had the bad mustache who um Oh boy. What was his name with Balco? Oh, you're going old school on me. He had shoe polish. Hair and yeah. yeah what the hell is that guy's name? Uh, Victor Conti. <laughs> yes! Yeah, Victor Conti. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's next. Uh, now is it a is it a four part series? This this isn't a thirty for thirty. This is this a docu series? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a multi night series. Okay, like the Jordan thing, but I think it's four parts. Five right. parts. There's a season his batting average dropped to 288. Ooh. They're doing a whole expose on that. He only had that. <laughs> yes, Todd. I'm reading that starting next Monday, a seven-parter. Oh, my God. Are they just going to show highlights? Because I, I don't know what else you can have. In, in, so they're going to have highlights and then people talking about Derek, I'm guessing. Because I don't know what else would there be that was controversial. Is he going to say anything about his teammates? Like, he probably played with more steroid users than anybody and was never, you know, never involved in any cloud of controversy with that. Yeah, Seton. Because even like the Red Sox thing, when, you know, they were up 3 0, it's like, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, but, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, what can he possibly say to you about that? Like, yeah, yeah I yeah. thought we were going to win and then we didn't. It really sucked. <laughs> it really sucked. <laughs> yeah. That, then he could like blame it on, uh, you know, Starting pitching or somebody. Then, you know, hey, you know, we tried. Got to give them credit. 
No, Jeets, we need you to talk a little bit. we got to create some controversy yeah. here. Should have got more hits, I yeah. guess. Uh, yeah. Should have yeah. let them get less runs. You shouldn't have let Dave Roberts steal uh, second base. That sucked. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Paul. Jeter's first season as a starter was 96, and he wrapped up in 2014. So he played before, during, and after the steroid era, but he never had that season where he went from like 18 home runs to 37. It was always like 19 home runs, 24, 17, 21, he never had that spike season, so that kept him away from any suspicion. And he would always have those right field home runs. Like bombs. Yeah. But wasn't it in his 3,000th hit? Wasn't that a home run to left field? Does that sound right? Oh. Yeah, I think so, yes. <laughs> Remember every one of them? <laughs> 3,000 hits, though. Uh, I'm, you know, it's a, that's a pretty decorated career. But I don't even know if he ever... Came close to an MVP? He was top five for the MVP. I got it three times. Okay. But he was always like top ten. But was he ever the best shortstop in the game? Well, he never had the, the like, Nomar had a season where he'd hit like 327 with 37 home runs. Yeah. and But then he'd have a couple on the DL. Yeah, well, Nomar did that under suspicion. Uh, Miguel Tejada. Under suspicion. A-Rod playing shortstop. Uh, not under suspicion. But um, he was just flat out guilty. But it, I it always felt like, I don't know if Jeets was ever the best, considered the best shortstop in the game. But he was always, you, you sort of knew what you were going to get uh, from him every single season. And it always felt like there was that clutch gene that we talk about. So when people say, well, if he played for Kansas City, you know, we we wouldn't really know him or care about him. You'd still know about somebody who had 3,000 hits and played consistently. May not have been in the playoffs very often, but he did what you wanted. Big stage, and he handled it well without controversy. So, the Derek Jeter seven-part series. Do you think Jeets will join us, Todd? Can we, uh... It could be a little tricky. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give it a shot, though. We'll keep pushing. All right. You know what? I'll hand out a Dan Patrick Show gift basket. Perfect. Autograph. I don't know what I'm going to autograph, but I'll, I'll get a gift basket there. Hand that out. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle the DP Show. Uh, Seaton, update the poll results, then we'll uh, take a break. Dan, we've already got two working for you. Okay. Uh, the first one we have up is... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh boy. Well, no, it's it's safe. It's fine. Uh, who will be on who? a new team first? Oh, okay. Okay, Kevin Durant or Jimmy Garoppolo? Right now, Jimmy Garoppolo, 53% of the vote. Oh, okay. Uh, our other poll question, more disappointing, finding out Lance Armstrong wasn't clean or Derek Jeter didn't have gift <laughs> baskets. 64% with Jeets. A nation in mourning. Armstrong hit a lot of people because he was, he raised a lot of money. And I still believe that he, he he should be given credit for doing some good things. You know, there's there's a, a Robin Hood aspect to Lance Armstrong. And he still did a lot of good things. And and look, I'm I'm not, you know, exonerating him for him lying uh what he did with the sport. The sport is dirty. He was just he was the best he was like Bonds. Like, oh, you guys are cheating? I'll cheat, and then I'm going to blow you guys away. But I still think what Lance did with Livestrong to raise money to help people, cancer survivors, 
that shouldn't be forgotten, but it has been. And really, his story, if you think about it, he had testicular cancer. And the fact that he came back to even be in the Tour de France would have been enough for Livestrong. And we wanted to believe that story. But I just remember the French, they were all over this because they knew. You know, it's a small little world. And we don't like the French, so we're like, hey, you lay off our hero. And then we found out that they were telling the truth. And then we got the gory details about all of that. All right, we'll take a break. Got our play of the day up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens... You can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you've got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage... Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. Right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the cost, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Patrick right now and save NetSuite.com slash Patrick. I was curious what the updated NBA odds are, according to DraftKings. The odds to win the NBA title have been updated, and we do have a favorite. Anybody want to guess the favorite for the NBA championship? They did make uh, two moves so far in the offseason, one that I really like. Paulie, I'll start with you. Uh, I think because of the next guest joining us, it's the Boston Celtics. Ding, 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 ding. They picked up Malcolm Brogdon and uh, Danilo Gallinari as we bring in Chris Mannix. Always great to talk to one of the great NBA writers. Former ball boy with the Boston Celtics. Uh, What do you think about that? Celtics, the favorites this next season. I think that's fair at this point. Um, You know, like Brogdon adds the playmaking they said they were looking for. Gallinari adds... Uh, you know, a ninth or tenth type of man that can spell Al Horford during the regular season and give you scoring potentially in the postseason. The one concern I have with Boston at this point is you got a lot of guys that are used to playing NBA minutes. And how does that all work? I mean, Brogdon was a starter during his three years in Indiana. He's been a bench player. He's saying all the right things right now, but and you get to January and February, is he going to be happy in a supporting role? So uh, how the minutes shake out and how everybody accepts those roles will be interesting. But on paper, um, they should be right up there with Golden State as as co-favorites. You were at the Summer League, so I'm sure there's a lot of chatter about Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Um, is there a pecking order of who gets traded first between those two? Expectation is that the Nets won't do a deal involving Kyrie Irving until they've figured out what they're going to do with Kevin Durant. Um, You brought this up right before I came on, like will the Nets trade Kevin Durant or is it possible he could be back? You look, Brooklyn has set a pretty high asking price teams that have been calling. And as recently as this weekend where everyone has convened at summer league, that price has not changed. It's a couple of all-star level players. It's draft picks. It's 
you know, a bigger than Anthony Davis, bigger than Rudy Gobert, the biggest asking price probably in NBA history. Um, if they stick with that asking price, there's a pretty good chance Durant is back in training camp with the Nets. The only way I think that they are able to move Durant is if they come down a little bit to maybe one all-star level player and draft pick. Still a big package, but not the kind of haul that they would have been hoping for when they originally started mapping out a way to do a Durant deal. So it's possible. I'll tell you what something else did. I wrote something today for SI.com about how there are executives in the league, ones that aren't really involved in the Durant sweepstakes, that are in a way rooting for the Nets to hold on to Durant. This, this trend of players that sign contracts and then force their way out is growing. You had James Harden a couple of years ago with two years left on his deal, say, I want out and got traded. Ben Simmons, um, four years left on his deal when he asked out of Philadelphia, said, I want out, eventually got traded. You recently saw Bradley Beal sign a five-year extension, $250 million. Nobody really expects him to be in Washington for the duration of that deal. Team executives, they kind of want to curb this a little bit, this trend of players signing contracts. They mean, like, you know what? It's not really what I thought it was going to be. I want to get out of here. So the teams that want Durant are still hopeful they can get him. But there are teams out there that want to see the Nets and anyone else involved in situations like this draw a line in the sand and say, you signed a contract, you're with us, you've got to honor it. Yeah, I wouldn't accommodate either of these guys. When I hear that he wants to go to Phoenix, I'd say, tough bleep. You know, Kyrie wants to go to the Lakers. Tough. You know, we're going to do something good for us. Yeah, and and I addressed this in the story. Like, there are executives that want to do that. But ownership in the NBA is soft. Like, ownership, they don't want to be in uncomfortable situations. They don't want to be seen as anti-player in case it comes back to bite them down the line. They just don't have the the stomach for getting into that kind of public fight with one of their players. I had someone suggest to me, like, wondering why NBA teams don't look at the success the Green Bay Packers had. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers demanded a trade. The Packers said, go fly a kite. he worked out for Rodgers individually. The Packers went 13-4, and four, and now he's under a new contract with them for the long term. I just think it comes down to will owners support a front office for telling a player to take a hike? And right now, there aren't more than a handful of NBA owners that have the stomach to do that. Why does Kevin Durant want out? It's a good question. I don't think there's a clear answer at this point. Um, he's obviously been frustrated by – Everything that went on in Brooklyn last year, you know, from the beginning with Kyrie to how a James Harden situation that he thought was going to work out didn't work out. Uh, the end of the season getting swept by Boston. I, I don't know specifically if there's one thing that pushed him over that line, but that's where he is and where he still is right now in terms of, of wanting a trade. I just, again, it comes down to is will Brooklyn draw the line and say, we're going to get this back. We're going to get dollar for dollar value back or else you're going to be in uniform next year. I, I don't know if Sean Marks and Joe Sy are willing to do that. But again, there are a lot of executives that want them to do that. They want to stop this trend that is beginning to grow in the NBA. 
Any other suitors for Kyrie other than the Lakers? No, I, I talked to someone um, in Dallas recently, and, and it doesn't seem like the Mavericks are eager to get into that mix. Um, you know, they're, they're still on the lookout for more help to put around Luka Doncic, but I, I don't get the sense Dallas is, is heavily involved. Uh, the Lakers seem to be it, honestly. Like there's, and the Lakers, I think right now they know they're it, and that's why they're not being overly aggressive in giving up a first-round draft pick or taking on a bad contract that makes them absorb more salary than, than the Nets will. So they're, they're kind of in a wait-and-see mode. But, you know, you saw what happened over the weekend, Dan, where Russell Westbrook shows up at a summer league game, LeBron James at the same summer league game, and they don't interact. It makes you wonder, like, no matter how many things Darvin Ham is saying, Darvin Ham is like the, <laughs> what's the meme where the guy's on, everything's on fire and he's like, all is well. Like, Darvin Ham's like, I can't wait to get Russell Westbrook back at a training camp. Darvin's a great guy, and I'm sure deep down he, he or on some level he believes it, but deep down he's got to know that's probably going to be uh, untenable. So if we get into, like, August, Dan, that's where I think all this is going to go. Remember when Kyrie demanded a trade from Cleveland, he didn't get traded until late August. So I, I think we're... I think this is going to drag out, you know, during the summer. Um, and when we get to late August, maybe early September, do the Nets say, you know what? Maybe Brooklyn isn't lying. Maybe they will bring him back. Maybe there is somebody else out there. And we'll give you that 2027 first. We'll take Joe Harris's contract back just to make sure we don't have to go into this uh, season with, uh, with Russell Westbrook on the roster. He's Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, senior writer. You were at the Summer League uh, last night. Chet Holmgren thought we were going to have the showdown with Paolo Bancaro, but they've shut him down. What do you make of I, – I know guys have been great in Summer Leagues before. Uh, I fell in love with Josh Hart in the Summer League a few years ago. What are you seeing from Holmgren that will translate into success during the regular season? Ah, the list of summer league stars is long and terrible. <laughs> That's uh, Nate, Nate Robinson, I believe, still has his jersey retired at the uh, <laughs> Vegas Summer League. Um, the, the skills are obvious. I mean, he might be the highest upside player uh, in this draft. He's a seven-footer that can collect the ball off the glass and start a fast break. The number of centers in today's NBA that can do that, it's, it's one. It's Nikola Jokic. He's basically it. So if Czech can play the position and rebound and dribble like that, He's going to be a real weapon offensively. The three-point shot is obviously there. The playmaking, the, everything is obviously there. He's the skinniest player I've ever seen. I mean, skinnier he, he makes, than Manute Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, comparable at least. I mean, I, I haven't. The comparisons I was making in modern NBA, I guess, okay, have been Durant as a rookie and Giannis as a rookie. They're bodybuilders compared to him as a rookie. I mean, he is just. I don't even know how to describe him, how skinny he is in every facet of, of his body. And that's a concern. You know, I wrote about this last week. Like, he got a lot of praise for that first summer league game for knocking down four threes and playing off the dribble. Why one coach sitting courtside, it was like, yeah, look, he showed skills. But the reason he was shooting jump shots is because he didn't have the strength to get around guys. And that's going to continue to be a problem during his rookie year. He's going to have to make tough shots to score in the NBA right now. And I, I don't know how strong he's going to get. He's certainly going to add strength. But Dan, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, he was 195. I mean, he's seven foot, 195 pounds. Like if he was a boxer, he wouldn't even be a heavyweight. Like that's how, how skinny 
Uh, he is. So I don't know how much weight he's going to put on that frame, how much strength that's going to add, what position he's going to slide into at NBA level. Because I watched in that his best game again was that opener against Utah in the Salt Lake Summer League. And I watched guys like uh, Kofi Cockburn and I watched Taco Fall physically control him. And I watched in the second game, you know, Kenny Lofton Jr.'s drive into his chest and make plays. These are summer league players. And you get into the NBA and NBA players are going to do the same thing and then some. So I think he's going to have some great moments as a rookie. He's going to have some really tough moments as a rookie. And I think three years down the line, we're going to figure out if he was worth that number two pick. And I think he ended up with the, the right organization. I think Oklahoma City is wonder, wonderful at developing young talent. Um, the in-season tournament that the commissioner is talking about, do we, do we have any further details on this? No, this is, I mean, if, if Adam Silver was Captain Ahab, this is his Moby Dick. Like having, getting this in-season tournament over the line is all Adam Silver has been focused on in NBA uh, in-season changes or season change for the last few years. Um, there's not an overwhelming amount of interest amongst owners to do it, in part because you've got to negotiate with the players for it. You've got to give them like each player from the winning team would get a million dollars is one variation of, of this that I've seen. Uh, you'd probably have to reduce the schedule from 82 to 78 games, which doesn't seem like a lot, but affects revenue, you know, gate revenue, TV revenue, all the above. And owners don't really have the appetite to do that as well. This is going to be tough for Silver to push over the finish line. It's certainly possible, but, um, you know, to me, the, where, where the owner's interest is, we can get into this, the owner's interest is in the play-in tournament and not really in the in-season tournament. Before I let you go, I did wonder about this. If Kyrie is gone and KD goes, is Steve Nash a lame duck coach in Brooklyn? Yeah, I don't know what Steve's appetite is for coaching a rebuilding team. Now, now to be fair, the Nets are never going to be trying to rebuild, largely because they have no control of their own draft picks, right? Like they lose, they celebrate in Houston for that because of the James Harden deal. So the Nets... And this goes back to what they're asking for in negotiations. They're far more focused right now on getting players back than they are draft picks back. The Rudy Gobert trade was nice, and the Jazz got exactly what they're looking for. But the Jazz are trending towards a full rebuild. The Nets want to remain competitive at some level. That's why they're looking at DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges. That why, that's why Jalen Brown might make some sense. So they're, they're going to be competitive one way or the other. Um, but does Steve Nash want to coach a middle-of-the-pack type playoff team? The Nets want him to coach that type of team. Look, Steve Nash, he got clobbered last year, Dad. He did. Like, he was, you know, Ime Odoka coached circles around him in, in the playoffs. And it, it, Steve's not the only problem. It wasn't the only problem with that team. But he certainly didn't look like the solution, you know, in the postseason last year. So when the dust settles on all this, that, that's probably going to be a conversation the Nets have, depending on what kind of team they have going into training camp. Thank you, Chris. As always, we appreciate your time and uh, safe travels. Ricky Rubio, he's back. Oh. Big season. Let's go. Yes, absolutely. I'm moving to I'm moving to Indiana or Cleveland, wherever he is. You don't even know where he is. I think he's in Cleveland. He wasn't in Indiana. He was in Cleveland. I'm moving to Cleveland. <laughs> A lot of jerseys, Dan. A lot of jerseys. Yeah, I know. I know. That's Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated senior writer and the president of the Ricky Rubio fan club. Not a lot of members in there, but he is the president.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens... You can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense when there's gaps in health coverage. Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We were just talking about spring training. 
playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball. And I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium and I slung Miller Lite. So I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay. But just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes. Not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer? I'd crack of the beer. Absolutely. (laughs) Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I got the odds to win the Open Championship. Rory is favored. A little surprised because Xander Shoffley's playing so well. Scotty Scheffler's in there. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. Tiger, uh, long shot. Dustin Johnson, not as much. Phil Mickelson, right now, according to DraftKings, plus 30,000 to win the Open Championship. Let's bring in uh, Bob Herrig. He's there at the Open Championship, Sports Illustrated golf writer and uh, author of the book, Tiger and Phil, Golf's Most Fascinating Rivalry, uh, released in April. How would you describe the scene this morning when uh, Tiger took the microphone in front of the media? Hey, Dan. Yeah, well, it, it's always a interesting scene. People are keen to hear what Tiger has to say, and we see him so little these days given the injuries that he suffered and the small amount of golf that he's playing. So uh, there was a lot to get to. I think we wanted to know about his health and why he's able to have been practiced so much here this week. And obviously there's a lot of other issues in the game that he touched on uh, quite a bit, I think a lot more than, than we anticipated. How many of these interviews happen without the question of the live tour coming up? Almost zero now, especially oh, among really? the prom- okay, especially among the prominent players. It's just been such a um, you know a, a big topic in the game. It's 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 been disruptive to the game. Uh, we've got so many named players that have gone. Uh, and, and, and there's a bunch of them here, obviously, uh, playing in the open this week, uh, uh, that, that are eligible and, and, and it's caused some awkwardness, frankly, you know, there's, you know, Tiger was pretty strong about it today. There's some guys who are very upset that, uh, that these players have made this decision and, and, you know, we really don't quite know where this is all going to go. Greg Norman was not invited. Um, he's won the open championship twice. No matter what you think of the Live Tour, was it fair to not invite a former champion? Uh, to me, no. I, I, I think they made it worse by doing that. Um, they, more, they called more attention to it. They put out a statement on Saturday, which caused us all to write about it. Um, Norman knew for at least a week that he hadn't, that he hadn't been invited, and uh, I don't think he was out there making a big deal out of it. And had Greg been here this week, he would have probably taken part in that Champions uh, event on Monday that Tiger was in, Lee Trevino, a lot of the past champions. I don't think Greg was going to go out of his way to be disruptive or, 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 or do anything that was going to distract from the Open. He did win it twice. 
Um, he could have attended the champions dinner tonight had he so chosen. Now, I mean, in their defense, Norman did piss, uh, did p take a, a chance, pass on a chance in, in 2015 to play his final open here at St. Andrews. He was 60 then, 60 is the age limit, and, uh, and chose not to, and chose not to take part in the champions event. So, you know, maybe some of it stems from that too, but, uh, you know, they could have invited him and let it be his decision. How does it work when they pick, do they pick who they're going to put in front of the media? Therefore, if they don't want to give Bryson DeChambeau or Dustin Johnson or Patrick Reed the opportunity to be on stage, it, is it done that way that it's, you know, we're going to pick the top players and they decided not to include the live tour? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, there's there's a there's a pretty obvious list of guys that, that we'd like to get in here. Um, you know, obviously the defending champion Morikawa, Scheffler won the Masters, Justin Thomas won the PGA, Matt Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Open. You'd like to have them. You'd maybe like to have some past champions of the Open. Dustin Johnson would have qualified. Phil Mickelson would have qualified, certainly. I mean, last year, Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship. You know, and he's almost not been discussed this week. Yeah, I think it was, I don't think it was a coincidence that none of the live guys were invited in. I mean, Louis Oosthuizen, who won the Open here in 2010 and lost in a playoff here in 2015. So the last two Opens here, he was very much part of the story. Was second at two majors last year and third at another. He might be a guy we'd want to talk to, but he's part of the live tour and they chose not to bring him in. Is Phil been around? I mean, is he being Phil Mickelson? Thumbs up and all of that? <laughs> yeah, Phil's been out there practicing, um, you know, but, but Stan very much in the background, you know. Um, uh, he elected not to, to, to be part of that champions event on Monday, and, and it's my understanding he's not going to the champions dinner tonight. Um, that kind of tells you where we are, I think. I mean, before all this, Phil is a beloved figure in the game, you know, 30-year history. Yeah. And now he's sort of, you know, taking himself out of these things, and he's obviously got a lot of criticism. Um, it's just a strange place we find ourselves in in golf right now. How do things play out this week, Bob? Good question. I think a lot of it depends on the weather. You know, the old course, St. Andrews, it, Lots of fears that it just has not withstood the test of time or that it won't. Um, and it's so weather dependent. Not, not had any rain. It's very firm, very dry. It's been windy. If it continues to be windy, then I think it gets really interesting. Because, you know, a guy like Scheffler never played here before this week. Uh, Justin Thomas has never played in the open here. Matt Fitzpatrick says the course doesn't really suit him. You know, I, it, it, it does, it just brings in so much doubt when you don't know how far the ball is going to run on hard greens or, and hard ground and when the wind blows. If it's calm, Tony Fino said, I can hit a wedge to every par four. I'm not sure we really want that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the weather plays out. And, you know, I think a lot of guys have a great chance this week. You know, Rory's you, guy you mentioned earlier. I think we're all looking to see how he might fare. I was telling the audience uh, that the 17th tee box and, you know, you got a hotel in front of you. Um, right. You know, I, I've had trees in front of me and, you know, I've had, you know, water in front of me. Not many times you have a hotel in front of you. And I know that, that it doesn't affect the pros, 
But if you're an amateur and you're on that tee box, uh, what what were your thoughts the first time you played it and you try to hit it over the corner of that uh, hotel? You know, if you designed a hole like that today, you'd be vilified. <laughs> I mean, it just wouldn't it just wouldn't happen. I mean, you get you'd get scorched for for even suggesting it. And and you know, you say it doesn't affect the pros. I was watching the practice round on Sunday with Tiger and JT, and Justin Thomas hit it into the hotel. <laughs> he, 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 in fact, when he when he when he hit the tee shot, he screamed out, "Hit a window!" He was mad at himself, obviously, and it landed like in a like in a little uh, patio area of the hotel. So it's oh, it's wow. in play. I mean, it was OB, but you can hit it over there. There's that there's that old railway shed that says Old Course Hotel, and everybody says you aim over the O in the word course. And it's just, it's disconcerting. I watched Lee Trevino yesterday, took it right over that thing, 82 years old. Wow. Um, for an amateur, your, your instinct is going to be to try to go to the left of it. But if you do that, you're in terrible rough and you're not playing the line of the hole. It's, it's intimidating. Uh, do we know what the offer was from the live tour to Tiger? You know, I've seen this number out there, a billion dollars. I tend to think that's probably not accurate. But if Phil was getting... 200 million well tiger's got to be more than that at least you know, a half a billion you would think you would think and and um you know tiger uh, t twice tiger turned down the opportunity to play in the saudi international tournament at the time a european tour event um because you know you could certainly make the argument tiger couldn't do this anyway at this stage of his career he's he's playing three events this year they have eight they want to go to 14 next year. You're required to play them all. Now, now maybe they'd make some dispensation for him, but uh, you know, Tiger isn't going to be able to to do that. But I, I do sort of believe him when he says that uh, you know it just wasn't for him. He doesn't believe in it. You know, he was very strong in his comments today. Uh, I'll leave you with this: the Live Tour is going to be in New Jersey coming up, and mm -hmm. uh, that's Bedminster. That's Donald Trump's course. Correct. There are a lot of people who lost people, uh, friends, family, loved ones in 9-11. And being in Jersey with the, you know, the Saudi-backed tour, uh, I, do you think the protest going to Are you going to cover that event? I am. Um, I've been to the first two, actually. Okay. There were some protests in Portland as well. Um, yeah, listen, Bedminster has the potential to be volatile. Um, there, there, there's a potential to be a lot of noise outside of the golf. You mentioned the 9-11 connection. There's also the Trump connection. The people that support Trump and a lot of people involved in, on, on his side of things are firmly behind Live. You know, Trump's been very critical of the PGA Tour recently. Uh, he's not happy that they took a course uh, tournament away from his course at Doral a few years ago, even though I would argue it had nothing to do with him. It had to do with losing a sponsor but so you've got those people who are very very firmly behind live a lot mm. of people are there's a lot of people that support it and see the good in it and see see positives and then of course there's a lot of negatives not just based on where the funding's coming from but because as tiger mentions today by the way the saudi thing never came up today saudi or tiger mentioned turning your back on the pga tour you know, guaranteed money. How, how, why would you keep trying hard? Mm -hmm. uh, what about losing your spot in the majors? But there's so many aspects to this, and it's very polarizing. Bob, thank you, and uh, have fun this week. 
Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Bob Herrick, Sports Illustrated golf writer, author of the book Tiger and Phil, Golf's Most Fascinating Rivalry, released in April. Yeah, that's going to be a big deal in Jersey uh, with the Saudi-backed tour. And you can imagine there's still some raw emotion there with a lot of people. Uh, you know, you'd have people in Jersey and they would commute into the city. You know, you take the uh, path train into the city or drive in and this feels like there's there's going to be a protest or, you know, there's going to be something going on there. Probably so. All right. Um, we'll get to phone calls coming up. David Faraday will join us on the program tomorrow. Yeah, Paul. He's from Northern Ireland. Northern. Right? Yeah. Have you ever been to a golf course in Northern Ireland or just Ireland? I've been outside of Dublin, but I've never been to Northern Ireland. And it's beautiful. But at the time, you know, they had the troubles there, so you didn't go to Northern Ireland. And, you know, but the 70s and the 80s, and then I, I think I just sort of felt like I, Dublin is, is as far as I've, I'm going up. But I've played, you know, Port Marnock. I've I played, you know, quite a few courses in Ireland. Uh, but Rory is from, I think, Hollywood, Ireland. I think it's Northern Ireland uh, is where he's from. But your accent is different. Because Patrick Harrington will say 33rd, but Rory doesn't say. He'll say 33rd. I remember we had him on. I'm going, how would you say 33rd? And you go, uh, 33rd. I go, oh. <laughs> I said, well, Harrington. He goes, oh, yeah, he'll say 33rd. I said, yeah, that's what I wanted here. Plus, you get the Gaelics over there, and you're like, I have no idea what you're saying. And some of the signs, like, but it is fascinating. And the weather is, you're never quite sure. But the scenery is unsurpassed. And then you put Scotland in there as well. Uh, and the Open Championship at St. Andrews, you go into downtown, got a pub there, you know, get a Guinness. Um, they're going to close off the streets there. Got a university there, uh, you know, famous uh, university. Yeah, Paul. I'm looking at that right now. I looked up pubs in St. Andrews, Scotland. It, and they're all like brass and wood and old school. Yeah. Oh, oh, you'd love it. Oh, I know. Yeah. Guinness on tap there. It's just, it, it's different. It may not be what you would want to play all the time, but it is, it does give you a different perspective of what golf is like. And sometimes you get in those bunkers, like you could lose a child in those bunkers. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's happened that way, but you could, it, it feels like. It's like, have you seen Tommy? Nope. Oh, he's over there in the pot bunker. But they know their golf, and uh, it will be it'll be interesting to see. I hope we don't have like twenty four under wins the Open Championship, but there is that probably feeling that uh, they could they could just dismantle that course, and it's really 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 fast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all new twenty twenty five Infinity QX eighty live March twentieth from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, 
eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE SUV.